welcome back to the Expats in Sweden podcast, brought to you by Turning Point, a Swedish international counseling center here in Stockholm. I am your host, Veronica Lax, and I am also a therapist and the owner of Turning Point. Today, we're going to talk about finding your place and feeling at home in Sweden. Um, we're going to be listening to two interviews, one with Terry Louise, who is from Australia, and Dane from America. They share their experiences of moving here and adjusting to a new culture, learning the language and finding work and building their own network of friends and finally feeling at home in a new country. I'm just going to play the interviews. So the first one is when Rosanna, my colleague, interviews Terry Louise. And the second one will be with me interviewing Dane. And after that, we'll just make some simple comments. I think that the interviews pretty much speak for themselves. And we'll just have a very short summary at the end. Hi. So we are here with Terry Louise. Hi, Terry Louise. Welcome. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. Fine. Thank you. Tell me, please, um, a little bit about your background. How did you come to Sweden? Yeah, um, definitely didn't come for the weather, <laughs> but yeah. I uh, came for love, like probably most internationals that moved to Sweden uh, yes. from, from Australia. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I've moved from Australia. This is my second time living here. Uh, my husband and I have been together for quite a few years now. Um, but I'm, I've been living here now for nearly 13 years. Um, okay. yeah, nearly 13 years as the second time. So the first time I moved over in 2004. And we lived here for yeah. about 15 months. Um, and that was extremely difficult, let's say. Um, yeah. And we can go into that later if you want. Um, and then we moved back to Australia for three years. And then we decided to move back to Sweden uh, in 2008. So, okay. uh, yeah, so nearly 13 years ago that we've been living uh, back in Sweden. Okay. Okay. Um, do you have kids? Yes, we have two children. So I have a boy that's 12, Gabriel, and a daughter, Maya Grace, who's uh, 10 and a half. And okay. they were both born in Sweden. Okay, lovely. Uh, tell us, Terry Louise, um, do you feel that you have found your place here in Sweden? What have been the barriers or uh, facilitators for you to, to adapt, to, to have, uh, let's say, to fit in in the Swedish society? Definitely. I think now after 13 years, I've definitely, I could say, yes, I found my place and I fit in. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned before, I've lived here twice. Um, and the first time was extremely difficult. Uh, it was pre-children. Um, I came from Australia where I was, you know, I was single. Um, I went out a lot. I had a lot of friends. I was extremely social, very yeah. independent and, you know, uh, you know, and I, I had quite a, a, you know, senior role, a senior job. Okay. Um, I had a career. So then coming to Sweden where, you know, I didn't know anyone. I was a long way from home. I had moved directly into my home with my new boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, no friends, no work, completely supported by him. Um, and I didn't know the language. Um, and mm. that was um, really tough. Um, and I, d I think also back in 2004, 
you know, society and also businesses were not as open to internationals uh, coming in at that point. Okay. Um, okay. That, so it was a little more uh, only sweets. I think so. Again, okay. it depends. It depends on which industry. But in my industry, I work sure. for in consumer industry, so yeah. as we call it, fast-moving consumer goods, and uh, it was extremely difficult. Yes, without the language. Okay. Okay. Um, How did you manage to? Did you learn Swedish? Did you have to take classes to to find a job? How How was that? I, I think. Move? I think, you know, I look at that first, you know, 15 months that I spent here and how tough it was so that when we moved back to Australia for three years and then made that transition to come back to Sweden three years later, I knew what to expect the second time. So oh, I knew okay. what the expectations were when it came to language and, you know, mm. career and many things. The second thing was I was pregnant. So I was about to have my first child. Um, so I wasn't forced to go directly into, you know, that career world straight from the yeah. beginning. Um, and I must say having kids here in Sweden has really helped me to uh, assimilate, you know, into the Swedish community. Because, you know, from okay. those children, you meet, you know, other parents and, you know, and, and sporting events, pa sporting parents. And um, that really helped to assimilate a lot more. Absolutely. Oh, um, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, tell me, who were the first members of your, your own network? Because sometimes when we come to Sweden, uh, we, we go towards, we tend to gravitate towards our husband's network of friends and relatives. But when was that point uh, when you started to have your own, your own network? I think uh, when I started to have children, when I had my first child, Gabriel, thankfully yeah. there was a really good internet site called Mums in Sweden at the time. Okay. Okay. And um, I'm sorry to say my husband is not very social, so he didn't have a big network and he's not from Stockholm. So okay. I, couldn't, I couldn't rely on that. Um, yeah. But this group, Mums in Sweden, I was able to connect with a lot of other international mums. So we And especially having, you know, my first child, it was a lot easier to, you know, take the bus into the city and, and go and take fika and coffee and, you know, and be able to express yourself in, you know, your native language um, or at least the common language of English. Yes. Um, that was much, much easier. Um, and I think that was when I started to feel more comfortable because, Yeah, I felt like I was I was meeting friends and you know, yeah, being able to be more myself. Yes. Yeah, that's so important what you're saying, to be more yourself. Because sometimes we kind of edit ourselves when we are uh, in different in a different culture. Yes. Uh, would you say that there is a huge difference between your own culture, let's say Australia and, and Sweden? Oh, big time. <laughs> yes. Um, I think, you know, the Australians, you know, are very open right from the beginning. So, you know, it yeah. doesn't take very long, you know, to get to know people because people are very open from the beginning. Um, I think the Swedes are extremely warm people. It's not about that, but they, they take a lot longer to open up and, and trust you and get to know you. Um, so those friendships take longer to develop. Okay, okay. Yes. Um what would you say that was the let's say the the thing that helped you to to come 
to a place where you feel like, oh, this is home. Sweden is, it feels like home now. Yeah, um, I must admit, I think it was when I was able to start working again and working back in the same industry that I worked in within Australia. So um, when I started, I started working, first of all, for Janssen & Janssen, which was a pharmaceutical consumer company. Yeah. And um, and I was able to get that job purely from one of my contacts or husband of one of these international ladies that I was hanging around with when my son was born. Yeah. So it was purely from networking. So once I started working in my own industry and I felt like I had a life outside of just family and my husband and this whole Swedish thing, um, I felt like I was able to become more of myself and feel more at home. Yeah, sure. And would you say that um, finding a job in Sweden in your own industry has uh, helped you to, to make friends there also? Definitely. Um, I think from that, um, I was, I've definitely been able to make more of my own friends outside of the international community. So I actually made more Swedish friends from going back to work and getting back into my industry. Okay, wonderful. Um, how do you see yourself uh, or do you feel that you changed some parts of your personality change when you are among the internationals in comparison when you are with uh, with the Swedes at work? <laughs> um, I would say yes, I think, because I, you know, try and speak more Swedish when, you know, I'm amongst my Swedish friends and my yeah. Swedish colleagues. So, of course, you know, when you're amongst the internationals and you're speaking English, you know, you're, you know, you're, you have more of a sense of humor and, you know, that, that quick wit and that quick humor comes out a lot more because you can be yourself because you're more relaxed. Whereas when you're trying to speak the second language, you know, yeah. you're always trying trying to translate in your head before you speak. So you lose a lot of that, you know, intonation that you do from your native language. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Mm. And tell me, Terry Louise, um, would you call Sweden your home nowadays? Yes, um, I would. I think, you know, of course, Australia will always be my first time. Um, and, I, and I have some, you know, my family there and my, you know, I have some really strong old friends that are still living there. Um, however, you know, my first family, which is my husband and my ch two children, they're here. So this is my home. Mm, yeah, yeah. It is very interesting that many clients are saying to us that now during the pandemic, uh, they have started to think and really ponder, uh, do I want to live abroad, right? Because uh, now it's not that easy to just take a flight and, and go to, to see your parents, for example. Aging parents is a constant worry in our heads and so and so on. So we internationals are like in this position during the pandemic, like, oh my God, I have this home living here in Sweden, but also uh, I have another home and now maybe I'm needed there what are your thoughts around it I think right now it's all okay even during the pandemic because you know fortunately my parents don't have any serious illness um, of course they're aging and my mother has a little bit of dementia but you know it's yeah. not at a point where they need my assistance 
But I think that if it gets to a point where suddenly something happened quite seriously with one of them, um, then, yeah. of course, my opinion may change. Um, I have a sister that also lives in the same city as my parents. Um, but uh, her and I are very different. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I'm a lot more uh, proactive, let's say. So I know that she wouldn't be able to do it on her own. So, you know, I would probably feel a need that I would need to go back and help. Okay. Okay. And tell me, Terry Louise, is there something from all your experience of living here in Sweden, building a family, building a home here in Sweden, what would you recommend to, to other expats that just arrive and feel, oh, I don't, I don't find a place here in Sweden. I don't know who I am anymore. What would you say to them? I would definitely encourage them to network uh, and really as assimilate into the community, get to know um, and also adapt, you know, your personality a little bit into, you know, the culture of Sweden um, because that will make you feel, you know, at home and more comfortable a lot quicker. So I think, you know, over time you can you know, change your personality a little bit to, you know, or bring back your personality. But I think yeah. from the beginning, if I if I think of some of the barriers right at the beginning, it's because I was, uh, what do you call it, combating myself against some of the rules and regulations in Sweden that I thought was oh. weird. Um, so I know that was probably part of another question, but it's um, – It just came to me now. But they're the things, you know, for example, everything shuts down in July, for example. We know that everything closes. Yeah. And I, remember, yeah. and I remember when I first lived here, I was like, what country am I living in where everything closes for a whole month that you can't get anything done because everything closes? Yeah. But, but now I've adapted and gone, ah, I get it. You know, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to switch off in July as well. Yes. So, and that makes things, I think, a lot easier by accepting how it is rather than reacting and trying to, you know, push against some of these things because it's a completely different culture. Yes, yes. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Terry Louise, for that advice and for participating in this interview. You're welcome. My name is Dane Thomas. I was born and raised in Northern California. And after spending a few years, well, actually one year studying abroad in Spain, but I returned to California and I changed schools a few times and eventually graduated from Loma Linda University. And, and that was back in 1989. And after spending most of the 1990s working as a sports medicine physical therapist in Colorado, my wife and our two kids and I moved to Sweden so I could have some new challenges. And so our children could get to know their mother's side of the family because they're all here in Sweden. Right. Okay. And how did you feel about that, that move? Well, uh, I was looking forward to the challenge and opportunity of making a new life for myself professionally, a new place. Uh, in some ways, it reminded me of the times in the past when I had switched to a new school or a new job. And this time it was on a much larger scale. And uh, it wasn't just me this time. It involved the whole family. And, and you know, obviously for my wife, it, you know, she was born and raised here, but had never lived here as an adult. So it was different for her, but, um, for me, it was, it was a new experience. Mm. I, I, I had spent a summer studying Swedish in Uppsala, um, that is Swedish for, um, people coming in and just wanting to learn it. And so I'd had a chance to visit Sweden a few times because we'd been married for eight years before I moved over or before we moved over here. 
but there was still, for me, a sense of adventure um, associated with making such a big change. So, yeah, I, I was excited. Okay, but how was the experience once you were living here and trying to navigate? Well, uh, in some aspects, it felt like taking huge steps backwards because uh, we had had a grown-up life uh, from an American standard, uh, and we worked hard to get there. We'd both gone to school and gotten degrees and worked professionally, and and so it was in ways uh, stepping like back to being a student again. And and right. some of the things were things that many Swedes who live in apartments uh, kind of take for granted, but. You know, back in Colorado, we'd had our own washing machine and a tumble dryer and having uh, two kids in diapers. That was that was pretty handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of a sudden having to schedule times to do laundry only once a week in a communal laundry room mm, might be considered normal here, but it wasn't normal for us. And, and you know, not having a dishwasher, hand washing, everything, it's not a big deal. I'd done it for a lot, you know, large periods of my life on purpose. And But being forced to do that, it wasn't a choice anymore. It was just like, you know, okay, being here for me was associated with taking these steps backwards. And instead of each of us having our own car, we had no car for the first couple of years. And if we needed to get a car to move things around or go someplace, we'd just go out and rent one for the weekend. And, and in ways, it was much more ecologically responsible but um wasn't necessarily those aspects of it weren't as much fun Mm -hmm. beyond that we had to figure out a whole new set of rules Uh, we had tons and tons of support from my wife's family um but we still needed to learn a lot of things on our own and and even though my wife was born and raised in sweden she never lived here as an adult so we had no experience dealing with things like a social insurance agency, like for Shackling's Kassan or public employment service, Arbets for Medlingen or child benefits, because figuring out barn be drug and stuff. We made a lot of mistakes early on because her parents hadn't had to think about that for a long time. And there was nobody who could just take us by the hand and say, do this, do this. It was like, we have to figure it out on our own. Hmm. And there was banking, which is different, and medical services. And they're not worse. They're just different. And so trying to learn them takes takes a bit of time. Uh, and uh, luckily enough, my wife was wise enough to get me set up with Arbets for Medlingen, uh, the, the public employment agency, very quickly uh, upon us arriving here. Because they, because I'd worked as a physical therapist in Colorado, they got me into a language study program for medical professionals. Uh, so the Swedish for medical professionals course, Fuiford uh, Svenska, it was 30 hours a week for 12 weeks. And so very intense and we were all very motivated. So probably faster pace, uh, better work than uh, you could get with Svenska for Vandrede, the SFI courses that, mm-hmm. that are available for many people who come in. And so I advanced very quickly. And during that time, I also I'd made contacts with other people that I had uh, gotten referrals to professionally. And so I had a job waiting for me when I was done with that course. And I worked in sports medicine research at Karolinska Institute and uh, the Swedish Olympic Committee. And I, I could do a lot of that in English, but it was a kind of a soft start into Swedish society. So yeah, it was three or four months after we arrived here, I could start working, even though I didn't come over and had a job waiting for me. Well, that was uh, very brave of you. Yeah. And well, you didn't have a job. Was it easy for Eva Marie to find uh, work? 
here? Uh, well, uh, that was that was a little challenging at first because we had the two kids in diapers at home, and and because right. neither of us had any experience with or were navigating uh, childcare services and these type of things. I think it was it was a lot easier for me. I was I was busy enough dealing with all the practical aspects of studying, learning the language, and starting a new job, so it made the transition easier for me. I may have been a bit ignorant. Well, may have been. I was a bit ignorant considering many aspects of the cultural differences uh, during these first few years. Uh, once again, the fact that she's Swedish and uh, hadn't any no problem with the language, and and we had lots of help from her family. It made everything easier than it would have otherwise been. And. And when I had questions about language, they could help out. And there were always people we could ask about things. And, and it makes me really aware that many of my classmates who came in and studied Swedish with me and uh, other people came over on temporary assignments and things, they didn't have those advantages. And, and so they probably had a much steeper uphill struggle than, than I did personally. Right. That's, that's, that's important that you have some kind of support network here and that helps you navigate. Yeah. Anywhere you go, it, I, I would say, you know, comparing Spain and Sweden, I, I'd only spent one school year in Spain. We've been there several times since, but um, it's a little easier to get a foothold in in with friends and society and things in more maybe open, maybe to a certain extent, emotionally superficial places like like the United States. I mean, everybody wants to be your friend there when you arrive and it doesn't necessarily matter where you're from. At least that was my wife's experience. Uh, uh, but but um, coming into Sweden, I, I never saw any any resistance on my sake. You know, I was probably one of the foreigners that's easier for them to be become interested with and stuff like that. And I, but I saw it with a lot of my classmates of people who come in from from other languages, uh, maybe had different accents and different ways of speaking and, and uh, uh, made difficult to assimilate in those in those characteristics. And so so I had it easy. I could put it that way. OK. And, and so you said you've been here for how many years now? Well, it came in in 1998. So it's uh, coming up on 23 years in August. That's so. a long time. So and do you feel like you're at home now? Like do you call Sweden your home? Well, the process has been long and gradual. And, and uh, even before moving over, I had set some goals. I wanted to become more multicultural. I'd had a taste of that during my year studying in Spain. And, and I wanted to learn the language. Obviously, I needed to do that. Uh, it was obvious to me anyway. I know some people have come over who, you know, they work professionally in Stockholm in environments where English is the common language. And, and so they don't bother to learn Swedish. And to me, that seemed just as wrong as when we were in Colorado. There were third, fourth generation people there who only spoke Spanish. And um, I thought that was a little strange and off-putting, and I didn't want to be like that. And, and besides that, I'd had a lot of, uh, well, let's say literary and historical heroes that had spoke more than one language or lived in more than one country, uh, Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin and, and all of the uh, wonderful Americans who were in Paris during the, the early part of the 20th century. And, and, and that seemed to be something to strive for, seemed to be something worth going for. So for me, learning the language well enough to work in Swedish and being, you know, reading the paper, becoming a part of society, uh, making the effort to watch Swedish TV and movies so I could get some of the cultural references and 
becoming aware of Swedish politics and political history. Uh, I was never in the United States, uh, particularly left-leaning or something. It's kind of strange because uh, uh, everyone in the United States thinks that that I'm you know, completely bonkers off, off the left end of the scale now, but you know, on a worldwide basis, I'm not. I'm definitely not that way here. But um, you know, just all these kind of things have contributed to my feeling more at home here and beyond the help from my wife's family, I've had wonderful co-workers and bosses over the last 23 years at different different work jobs that I've had. And they've been very supportive and very helpful. And I I, I really can't thank them enough for, for making it easier for me to feel at home here. Mm. Oh, well, I, I was just thinking, I just talked about work a lot for 23 years, but beyond strictly work and 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 family and home and stuff. I, I put a lot of time and effort into other things that have also really helped to expand my contact net, not just here in Sweden, but also throughout Europe, because uh, I've had hobbies and things that have, have gotten me involved with that. So I would say probably the majority of my personal and social media connections here have been the result of my involvement with, well, it was bicycling during the 2000s and uh, CrossFit since about 2011 and and uh, also photography for the last five years or so. Um, I do a lot of that. And so having interest to create a natural connection with locals on their terms in their language is, is really important. It has been for me in creating a feeling of belonging. And, and I think that's probably true no matter where you are. And it may even be more important if you're coming to cultures that can be somewhat reserved, like some people in Sweden. They may be a little harder to get in to know, but but once you do, obviously they're they're as friendly as anybody else. But uh, it may just take a little more time and effort. Mm. That's true. Yeah. You you ask if Sweden felt like home now, and I you know I'm. I'll always be from the United States. And when I speak Swedish, it's obvious that I don't come from here or that people don't necessarily know whether I'm from England or Australia or the United States, because uh, uh, I mean, I, I hope I'm not as obvious with my accent as somebody like Tony Irving or something, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I try anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, Sweden, uh, it's been home for me for quite a while now. And, and uh, my family back in, in the United States uh, oh, my my mother had visited here before she passed, and and um, my father has been here several times. My sister, and my my grandmother, even came over three times after she turned ninety. Uh, wow. She came over to visit because she she just liked coming over here. And and Dad told me a few years ago that hey, well, we've been here for twenty three years, and we were in Colorado, which was a long ways. He's in California, a long ways from him for before that. And he was always wondering if or when we were ever going to move back close to be closer to him but he told me he he truly understood the attraction of the life that we've made for ourselves here and and the fact that he understands that it's important to me it makes makes it a little easier you know gets rid of maybe a little bit of the guilt that i have for not being able to spend more time with them and uh, yeah, well, Sweden being home um, on days like today when it's uh, April 22nd and it's snowing outside, uh, the thought of moving to a place with warmer and brighter winters is never really far away, but there are many things to enjoy about Sweden. Um, this phase of our lives that we've gone through, we're raising our kids here and um, 
uh, getting them started in their own lives as adults, I, th- I think it's been a really good place to be. And, and um, even if we move someplace else uh, for winters, uh, especially when we're uh, retired and things like that, I-, I hope we can make the most of our time that we have here in Sweden, whether it's now and in the future. So. so what your advice to people who first come here and are trying to understand the system and if they don't have a network of friends, you know, maybe they come with their spouse or so forth. What would you recommend is best to do? Because what I hear is that you, you, you got into the system right away because you've also had a network of friends and family, but you also were very curious. It sounds like you were very curious from the start about coming here. You were excited about it, you know, having this experience. Yeah. You also knew that you want to learn the language. You also had to work, you know, find a way in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that what you just mentioned, curiosity. You know, curiosity is is the key. And, and having an idea about what you want to be, what you want to accomplish. Uh, it, you may have an idea to start out with it. It's probably going to change over time, but at least working towards a direction in a, in a conscious manner. Uh, I wanted to create the feeling that I belonged here. And that included learning the language. That included trying to learn the culture during the time I was here. Now, paying attention to where you are and trying to actually be there rather than just trying to recreate where you came from. I I think that's probably the key to success and integration, no matter who you are, where you come from or where you are. Mm. Yeah, I agree. You summed it up. (laughs) Very helpful. I appreciate your time today, Dane. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. As we now listen to both of the interviews, you can hear both the barriers and the facilitators of moving abroad. What both of them sort of mention is that either, you know, it's important to be curious about moving abroad, uh, open-minded, and understanding and accepting whatever you experience with other people. And, um, The barriers are often that we are trying to replicate something that we have in place at home, the way our country works and the rules and regulations or the socially acceptable behavior or another barrier is not wanting to learn the language, which will make it very difficult to feel integrated in this country. And not being self-aware is is one, I think, real dilemma about moving abroad. Um, you know, some people do actually move abroad, I think, to to escape maybe a difficult situation back home or family relations. But I think it's about understanding who you are and how you've been shaped by your upbringing and then learning from that how you would like to be going forward, how you would like to your life to be. I think it all comes together. In our next episode, we're going to interview somebody who shares their experience of finding work here and some of the struggles that they had. Um, But also we will be interviewing a career coach, um, Christelle, who is from France, but she works here.
in Sweden. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about it. Uh, we'd really like to hear your comments or suggestions for future episodes. You can contact us on info at turning-point.se. Thank you for today. Take care, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. See you in the next episode.